gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called profound illumination. And at the same time, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice <coughs> profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, Emptiness is no other than form. Form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. For Shariputra, emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness. No eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye datu up to no mind datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, the whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and Gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. <laughs>
Somara the fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas High, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. <laughs> Yeah. 
ตั้งอาสุลานเนี่ยว่าที่มันจะมาลานเนี่ยลานเนี่ยตอนนี้ตัดเจอมันจะลานริชมันมาก็จะช่วยกูจะมาเดี๋ยวมาชิมเสบะ
First is the greatness of the teaching's author, and this goes over the liberation life story of uh, Lord Atisha. Uh, the next is the greatness of the teaching itself, uh, and it gets into the four greatnesses uh, of the teaching. Uh, it allows one to see that all of the, there are four uh, greatnesses uh, about the teaching. It allows one to see that all the teachings are uh, free of, con of uh, contradiction. Uh, it allows uh, um, uh, one to see that, uh, that all of the teachings are instructions to practice. Uh, it allows one to easily understand the conqueror's intent and to immediate, and fourthly, to immediately refrain from great, uh, the great wrongdoing. Uh, so that's the section on the greatness of the teaching and these four greatnesses. Uh, and then the third section uh, is the great way to listen to uh, and explain the teachings and this shows uh, how, what is the appropriate way in which someone gives this actual instruction uh, and what's the appropriate way to listen to the instruction. So this is the third category. And then the fourth category is uh, how to lead students in the actual stages of the path. Uh, and that's the section that we're in. Uh, and there are two categories uh, in that section. First is uh, how to rely upon the teacher. That is the root of the path. Uh, we've completed that. And then the second section is uh, what to do uh, once one, uh, how, to, what, how to engage in the stages once one has relied uh, upon that teacher. Uh, so. Uh, we're in that section, uh, and in that uh, section there are uh, a, a couple um, uh, of categories. Uh, the first category, uh, uh, I'm sorry, there's a, uh, um, let me back up just one second. Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything here. Yeah, so, the, uh, so then it, it begins with uh, um, uh, the what to do once one has relied upon the teacher. Uh, and then there's a first an exhortation to take full advantage of life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and then the actual way to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and that's under that second section of what to do once one has relied upon the teacher, the stages uh, after one has relied. So we have the exhortation to take full advantage of life of leisure and opportunity, which we've completed, uh, and then the actual way to take advantage of life of leisure and opportunity. And then in that section, there are two categories. Uh, how to develop certain knowledge of the general presentation of the path, and then the actual way to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, uh, first category is the section that we're in, uh, and in that there are two categories. Uh, the first is uh, how to, uh, uh, how all scriptures are included within the teachings for uh, three types of persons. Uh, and then the second category is why students are led in stages using the trainings of three types of persons. Per persons. Uh, and then there are subcategories of the purpose of leading the students uh, and then the why one guides through such stages with subcategories of actual reasons and purposes as well. So that's the section that we're in, the actual reason why students are led in stages. Uh, so that's where we'll begin. Uh, so we're, uh, uh, the chapter begins, it's 8 in English on 129, but we're uh, around, uh, it depends, let's see where we start. I'm sorry, I, I, one thing I forgot. So once we get into this, uh, why one guides students through such stages, uh, there are the uh, um, uh, actual reason uh, section. Uh, we find there are 14 points that are made, and we're on point mm -hmm. number 8. 
So we're on page 92 in the Tibetan, and we are on page 134. Uh, hold on. Let me hear them. Let me, let me just hear where we are. We're either on page 135 or 136. I'm just, well, I have to see where we start. Uh, okay. 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 So we're on page 136. What could each attention and what Okay. Dendrilla, Tamandeshakundrosotukotulukamanamres. <coughs> 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 <
exists. Uh, and the reason for this is that uh, when we define mind, uh, we find that mind is in the nature of clear light and unstained. Uh, so this is how mind is defined. And when we're speaking of uh, this potential, uh, it, uh, we're speaking uh, um, about what is called Buddha nature or Buddha potential uh, um, completely. And what this Buddha potential is, uh, 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 where this Buddha potential is, is in the mental consciousness. Uh, and among types of consciousness, there are six. Uh, the sixth uh, type of consciousness is the mental consciousness. And, the, and this is where this Buddha potential uh, is. Uh, and then when, when we look at Buddha potential specifically and, and, and where, where or what uh, this potential is within the mental consciousness, there is what's called the maturing uh, Buddha nature. I've translated it as Tathagata essence, but I think that's really correct translation. It's maturing uh, Buddha maturation. Or, uh, and uh, this is referring to those concepts of the mind which are not uh, mistaken. So, so uh, non-maturing Buddha nature would be uh, hatred or uh, um, anger or things of this nature, whereas love and compassion and these other non-mistaken ideas within the mental continuum would be considered that Buddha nature uh, and this maturing uh, Buddha lineage or Buddha nature. And within the mind, uh, there's this comparison uh, uh, to <coughs> Uh, the mind uh, is like gold that, in its essence, uh, once it's uh, cleaned of its defilements, is pure. Like gold, is con uh, when it's first mined, is full of dirt, uh, has to be uh, clean, uh, and then it is turned into a suitable uh, substance to make jewelry with and so forth, and transformed into anything. Uh, likewise, the mind has stains, as if a cloth has been stained. Uh, but it is in the nature of clear light and unstained, so these are defilements uh, that can be removed just as the dirt can be removed from the gold. Uh, so this is the maturing Buddha uh, lineage, uh, and it's those things within the mental consciousness that are not mistaken, that are not negativities, that are the positive, uh, um, um, uh, positive contents, if you will. Uh, so this is uh, 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 so the mind uh, has the potential uh, to be cleansed of all of its misdeeds. Uh, so uh, all of its stains. So this potential exists. Uh, so the potential to reach the state of omniscience or all-knowing exists. So one can get rid of all misdeeds and take on all of the most excellent qualities. So there are no longer any negativities and only, <coughs> only those excellent qualities. And the reason for this potential is the consciousness and it's uh, how it's, its essence, it's defined. What Tant 
The mental consciousness uh, is necessary in all forms of knowledge, looking at non-religious forms of learning. Uh, We look at the uh, school system. Uh, We are able to go through the grades and learn progressively because of this mental consciousness that we possess. We can go from the first grade and learn those things, then second grade and learn those things, to the third grade and learn those things, to the fourth grade, etc. Um, all uh, the uh, creations are possible because of the mental consciousness, because uh, there is this mental consciousness that is so able. Uh, we have airplanes, we have uh, uh, trains, we have all of these weapons, uh, we have uh, uh, many different things that are all because uh, of this potential the mental consciousness has. Uh, so this is, uh, the, this is speaking in non-religious terms. If we speak in religious terms, uh, we have the ability to modify our behavior of our body, speech, and mind. Uh, we have the ability, uh, because uh, of this potential and the ability of, of our mind, to learn uh, and, and create the pathways in our continuum found in that mantra in the Heart Sutra of Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha that speaks of the five paths. So we have the ability to cultivate those pathways in our continuum uh, and to uh, um, uh, turn away from uh, all forms of negativity. Uh, so it's by engaging in the three types of ethics of, uh, and mean in this case, referring to the ethics of our body, <coughs> speech, and mind, uh, activities of our body, uh, speech, and mind. Uh, by doing so, uh, uh, we uh, uh, can traverse the various pathways and, and, and uh, uh, engage in the practices shared in common with beings of small capacity, those practices shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and then those practices for beings of great capacity. So it's the, uh, the, the, the potential uh, of the mind that allows for this uh, to be possible. Then and 
نتیجه بیچه دو نه تو ساده جان تو وادن دو کانتو چه دو چه گوارس وادت جیبات رو وادت هد مار بیا The teachings for being shared in common with beings of small uh, capacity in common with beings of medium capacity and teachings for beings of great capacity have cause and effect relationships with one another. Uh, the, uh, uh, they, they are uh, um, uh, like relay the Sena relay. Genza don drabu Nibal dobal tamu doğru, çoğu da tumulandı marbe. Dene endi de tumulandı, nibal marbe. Dene cebisi bile sonbal doğru. Jönde jönde bu, jö ete kazı marbe, ete devir oldu. This so yine çıran kagalasın garip. Çeşemekalılar diyor da. De çoğu çoğu da Ama cebala ami aman kodunuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğuğu
Shibata Lebajane Shantuji Saint Juma Mahimba Jula Tichas Tatan Shantu Saint Juli Chibala Tanakasure Chibichungo the Tumula Dita Tumula and eh Juni Manga Duju when the Saint Chibitu, Dajena Baji when the Saint Chibitu Lunajene and the Shantu Saint Juli Chicken Dwem the College of Waters, Tichas and the new bus there turns on. And the In this way, train in the paths of persons of or one thirty-six. In this way, uh, train in the paths of persons of small and medium capacities and train well in what is explained in the context of person of great capacity. Then, to the best of your ability, develop an uncontrived spirit of enlightenment uh, in your mind stream. So here it says, uh, begin to develop this aspiring uh, bodhicitta, uh, and one does so by engaging in the practices that give rise to the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, first, the practice passed from Lord Atisha called the seven-point cause and effect for achieving or realizing the mind that aspires to enlightenment, and then the practices uh, passed down from Lord Shanti Deva called the equalizing and exchanging self with others practice uh, for realizing this mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, so here it speaks of uh, developing this uh, spirit of enlightenment uh, in one's mind stream. And categorically, there are two types of. Uh, Bodhi, spirit of enlightenment, and that word, there's a lot of translations, just a translator's note. Spirit of enlightenment here is referring to bodhicitta. It's also translated as the mind that aspires to enlightenment, sometimes as Buddha mind, uh, more, more literally, or mind generation or Mahayana mind generation. All of these words mean the same thing. Uh, uh, in in this context, just as a translator's note. Uh, so uh, there are two types of bodhicitta, aspiring bodhicitta and uh, engaged bodhicitta. Uh, so the uh, aspiring bodhicitta is the one we're speaking of here, and then later on uh, it speaks of the engaged bodhicitta, uh, and the engaged bodhicitta refers to a bodhicitta coupled with the actual um, uh, adoption of the vow uh, the, the bodhisattva vow. Um, so I think it's called the engaged spirit here, the engaged spirit of enlightenment. Uh, um, so, um, yes. What <laughs> Shantusame 
that he or she has studied uh, the mind that aspires to enlightenment and engaged in the practices that generate uh, this uh, aspiring uh, form of it, uh, then one can transform it into uh, an engaged uh, um, bodhicitta or an engaged mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, so when we look at uh, the two categories of the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, uh, the aspirational mind that aspires to enlightenment and the engaged uh, mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, the um, qualification for engaged mind that aspires to enlightenment is that one has taken a bodhisattva vow. And the qualification for aspiring bodhicitta is that one has had the generation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment, but does not have a bodhisattva vow. Uh, so uh, if one has aspiring bodhicitta, he or she has uh, the mind generated the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, but has not does not have a bodhisattva vow. And if one has generated the mind that aspires to enlightenment and does not have an, a bodhisattva vow, he or she uh, um, uh, necessarily has aspiring uh, bodhicitta. So, uh, if uh, so, that uh, is the qualification. Uh, for aspiring bodhicitta is that there is a lack of a bodhisattva <coughs> uh, and the qualification of engaged bodhicitta is that there is a bodhisattva vow present. So one, uh, a bodhisattva has this engaged uh, bodhicitta or engaged mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, on all of the five paths uh, five Mahayana paths of the path of accumulation, the path of preparation, the path of uh, seeing, the path of meditation, and the path of no more learning. Uh, it is only on the path of accumulation that we find the uh, aspiring bodhicitta, uh, um, and we find engaged bodhicitta in all five paths. So when we ask what kind of bodhicitta uh, the Buddha has, we would state, the Buddha has engaged bodhicitta. The tenth ground bodhisattva has engaged bodhicitta. Uh, so, uh, there, uh, and I asked, my question to Rinpoche was that at, uh, at the path of accumulation, there is the small, medium, and great level. And I asked if there were, uh, it generally stated that it's the, the um, aspiring bodhicitta is at the small, level at the path of accumulation, um, and I asked if there was also engaged bodhicitta at the sm first small level at the path of accumulation. And Rinpoche's answer was that there is no certainty, uh, but there is a lot to do, he said, or a lot of things to do in that small level of the path of accumulation. So it's potentially, it's possible that there are uh, in those who have engaged 
uh, mind that aspires to enlightenment at that small level at the path of accumulation that they took the vow at some point in time in the uh, progression of practice during that small section of the path of accumulation. So that's what I was asking Rinpoche, and I wanted to translate that because he responded. Uh, so uh, the uh, the Bodhi the Buddha has the engaged form of uh, um, bodhicitta because there is a bodhisattva vow present, uh, and then the, again the only time that the aspiring bodhicitta is present is at the path of accumulation. Engaged bodhicitta on all five paths. <laughs> あ、で、あてしゃいじゅんらてね、じゅんでまがじゅんこねせんじゅんちゅうたん。はば昭和来じゅんらてね、大前にばじゅんこねせんじゅんちゅうと、路上ちゅうね、てせんこんにばてんど
the, the uh, uh, teachings for beings of great capacity uh, and becomes familiar with these practices and, and engages in them. Uh, and then once one has done so uh, and, when, uh, and generated the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, uh, or not, rather an understanding uh, of the mind that aspires to enlightenment, by engaging, uh, by studying and practicing the uh, um, seven-point cause and effect instruction for realizing the mind that aspires to enlightenment passed down from Lord Atisha and the uh, uh, um, uh, equalizing and exchanging self with others uh, practice that's passed down uh, from uh, um, Shanti Deva. Uh, so then once one uh, has practiced this well and understands these uh, um, practices, uh, then one can imagine the merit field in front of uh, him or her uh, and then make a vow or a commitment uh, to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. Uh, and this is what is meant by um, uh, um, performing the rite of aspirational uh, spirit of enlightenment. Uh, and it would be similar to just uh, making uh, it, it known there's this desire to achieve this Buddhahood uh, and with the uh, um, uh, witnesses being the merit field present uh, for this uh, statement or commitment to become a Buddha for the sake of others. Okay。<音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音> From this time until enlightenment, I will generate the altruistic intention to become enlightened, generate the very pure thought, and abandon the conception of inherently existent I and mind. So this is the, uh, uh, within the sixth session Guru Yoga, the section on this aspiring, uh, where we would be generating the aspiring mind. Okay. 
And so once we uh, have studied well uh, and understand this material, we then imagine the merit field before us and we take this uh, um, aspire, uh, this right of inspired, uh, aspiring bodhicitta or uh, aspirational mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, so we uh, um, uh, make with conviction uh, the statement that we would wish to become a Buddha uh, for the sake of all sentient beings. Uh, so in, in here it says, from this time until enlightenment, I will generate the altruistic intention to become enlightened, generate the very pure thought and abandon uh, the conception of inherently existent I and mine. And in the uh, prayer of refuge in Bodhicitta that we have, it says, uh, uh, in the through the merit I create by practicing giving and the other perfections, may I become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. So we have a very similar uh, um, uh, sentiment here or meaning here in those uh, two, two different uh, um, prayers. So this is how we would, uh, um, that, that's what this rite of, uh, is speaking of here. <laughs> in, in the text, it says that uh, in the same way that we would um, engage in the six-section guru yoga by engaging in three sessions in the morning and three sessions at night, we should go for uh, the uh, uh, generate this aspiring mind uh, three times in the morning uh, and three times at night. Uh, so it speaks of uh, doing, doing this uh, um, three times a day, three times in the morning uh, and then three times at night. Anyway。だ、なんで、making <laughs> Maybe that 
Okay. So in the text it says, uh, uh, then to the best of your ability, uh, develop an uncontrived spirit of enlightenment in your mind stream next in order to stabilize the spirit, make a special practice of refuge, and then perform the rite of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. So the special type of refuge here is a refuge that's uh, going for refuge uh, to become a Buddha for the sake of sentient beings. So this is a, an immeasurable refuge, immeasurable uh, in that it, it's a, a, a great vehicle refuge. Uh, um, it's good for the purpose appointed at Buddhahood for the sake of other beings. And then it says, then perform the rite of aspirational spirit of enlightenment. Uh, so aspirational spirit of enlightenment uh, uh, the right could be, uh, as mentioned in the sixth session, Guru Yoga. Uh, um, and at the break time, I'll check that exact quote. Uh, this, uh, the prayer uh, of, of aspiring bodhicitta uh, found within six, six session Guru Yoga uh, with imagining the merit field and so forth. So this would be what the uh, right is speaking of. And this is, after you have adopted the aspirational spirit through the right, you must strive to learn its precepts. So for instance, as spoken, uh, uh, going, uh, um, making this aspiration three times in the morning uh, and three times at night. Uh, so uh, engaging in six sessions of aspiration per day. So these would be advices, or here it's translated as precepts. precepts. So advices or precepts. <laughs> and, 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 and there are many others, but those are examples of advices. Uh, um, and within uh, bodhicitta, these are examples of advices. Go and get me a ての、で、せんじばさんじょんじとまです。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。しどろ。し
needs, such as the six perfections and the four ways of gathering uh, disciples. So it's necessary to uh, then in, engage in practices, uh, not just wish for this to happen. There's an action, action that must take place. That duties will are doing objects, doing objects in heaven, mama. Don't you ever, 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 don't so here uh, it speaks of the uh, practicing uh, the six uh, perfections uh, and engaging in the four uh, ways of gathering um, disciples. Uh, so here, the four ways of gathering disciples are as follows. And the reason for this is that it is the uh, bodhisattva's uh, desire uh, to be of benefit uh, to sentient beings. So there are four specific advices given for gathering disciples. Uh, the first is being generous. Uh, so by being uh, generous, it will help to uh, gather uh, disciples. Uh, by speaking well uh, uh, or clearly. Um, so if one can uh, speak very eloquently or speak very clearly, uh, it helps uh, um, uh, for, for students to understand. So this uh, make, makes uh, disciples gather or, or bring students. Uh, the next is uh, um, practicing what one is speaking of. So the teacher must uh, engage in the practices that he or she is advising. Uh, so uh, um, uh, this is the, uh, um, the third. I'm not doing them in the exact order from the uh, Mahayana Sutra Ankara, but it's the, and then the last is that just be, uh, being uh, the desire to be of benefit to others. Uh, so uh, always thinking of benefiting others. Uh, so it's being generous, uh, speaking well or speaking clearly, um, do, um, engaging in the practices that one is teaching, uh, and then wishing to benefit others. Uh, and dwelt by stages in learning of bodhisattvas, so I also, for the sake of helping transmigrators, will generate an altruistic intention to become enlightened and train in the stages uh, in the learnings of the bodhisattvas. Uh, so it's actually the stanza after. <coughs> um, so I just wanted to uh, make sure that uh, we did. The, I had the correct prayer uh, here. So it's actual the commitment prayer found in sixth session. Uh, and then the prayer that's in the second uh, book in the English of the Lamrim Chemo is the exact prayer we have in our prayer book, uh, the going for refuge and generating bodhicitta prayer. So that was translated precisely as found in the text already, so there was no error. I just made a slight error with the, the aspirational bodhisattva right, and I wanted to make sure it was corrected uh, on the tape. And as for the four ways of collect 
collecting disciples that information was all correct. ペンチョトワオトンデルタソタゴワテパナドアルテセロタグロンドバレンレカチグロンドバグロンドバレンねあのニャバニャニャバあのカシリアグロンドバレンマチャバグロンドバマトバヨロマトバグロンドバマトバ
uh, one can uh, lose the vow and there can be a complete loss. But there can be someone who has what is called the uh, parent's virtue, who uh, wishes to uh, engage in the behaviors that are similar to the vow, but don't actually have the fully ordained monk's vow. So they follow the behavior um, of, uh, a, uh, of a, an ordained person's vow, but, but when they engage in a negativity, it's not a complete loss. There isn't the same trouble because there isn't that actual vow formed. In the same way, there's great benefit to following the practices of the vow, and then there isn't that huge uh, um, um, negativity of uh, breaking the vow because it's a facsimile of the vow. Um, so it's only beneficial to take the vow and have the imprints of the vow because by engaging in the, be the, the, the virtue of it, it's very beneficial. And there isn't the negativity uh, of an actual vow being broken if one uh, uh, transgresses the behavior uh, advised within the vow. Uh, so I, I hope that was clear. Um, I just had a little difficulty with the <coughs> um, but I, that, that, I hope that that was clear. I think it was. So it's a similar vow, similar to it. So it's very similar uh, to uh, all of, if we look at individual liberation vows, there are eight types. There is the 24-hour vow, there are the um, householder vow for the male and female, there is the uh, novice monk and nun vow, there's the probationary nun's vow, and the fully ordained monk and nun's vow. So there's a total of eight individual liberation vows. Uh, if one takes on the vow, uh, then there is a complete uh, transgression if one uh, goes against whatever one in, has vowed uh, to keep within that individual liberation. And all among those eight would, would be similar. It's within the Vinaya uh, explanation of the um, ethical behavior or the Vinaya, uh, Guna Prabha within the um, uh, texts. So we find uh, this uh, explanation of transgression within uh, the uh, um, Vinaya teachings. So then, is strive to learn the precepts. So there are many advices or precepts that are given, uh, and we already spoke of one uh, to uh, um, generate this uh, uh, aspiration three times in the morning uh, and three times in the evening. One also has to say, I will engage in six perfections, and, and I will also engage in the ethical uh, conduct or ethical forms of conduct. That's 
Then it says, then develop a yearning to learn the Bodhisattva's deeds, such as the six perfections and the four ways of uh, uh, gathering disciples. Once this yearning arises from the depths of your heart, decisively take up the pure vow of the engaged spirit of enlightenment. So here, uh, um, when we're going back uh, to uh, um, uh, this uh, prayer of in, uh, aspiring bodhicitta, uh, we find it again in the, uh, uh, as quoted in here, where it, it uh, says, Lamas, conquerors, and their children, please take heed of me, just as the earlier ones gone to bliss generated an altruistic intention to become enlightened uh, and dwelt by stages in the learnings of bodhisattva. So I also, for the sake of helping transmigrators, will generate an altruistic intention to become enlightened and train in stages in the learnings of bodhisattvas. So uh, here we first make this uh, aspiration, uh, and then uh, the next step is the engaged, uh, the pure vow. So uh, that's w where we are in the text. ตาจังจูเซเมโดโซชิซันตาเรนโดโซชินามายินโดโซชิซันตาอันโซชิจูโซเนมาจังจูจูเซเจปาโดเกปาตามันโซซาอันเนชินโดลอันเนซานจี
ตาจังจูเซมิดุมบาโตซาดูอันนั้นกันเดซกันเดซโลโลโลกันเดเจโกเรสนาอันนั้นจังจูเซมิดซายุซายุตุมมาโกบาตุซูดุซาโซเจโ
then this is a small contamination. So here, the small and medium contamination are whether or not there is an actual vowel present or if it's a facsimile of that vowel. Uh, and then the root and fractions here are referring to the 18 root vowels uh, of the bodhisattva vowel. So uh, there are 18 root uh, vowels or infractions. Uh, uh, so uh, that's what's being spoken of here. Uh, and it says, even if you are soiled, thoroughly purify yourself by repairing the infractions just as taught in scripture. Uh, so it's been taught in scripture to engage in the uh, um, uh, confession of uh, bodhisattva's moral downfalls, the Sutra of the Three Heats. Uh, uh, um, uh, so the 35 Buddhas of confession uh, are such uh, methods. Uh, and in the monastic community, there's the Sojong confession. Uh, and, but there's also sojong for tantric vows and bodhisattva vows, so and it's acknowledgement of one's negativity, an actual an acknowledgement of a transgression or of be doing something wrong. Uh, um, so here, uh, and then uh, uh, engaging in the, the, the practice that goes with it. Uh, so uh, it speaks of purify, purification by, re by repairing uh, the infractions, just as the, is taught in scripture. So. Uh, that's uh, what is meant by that. <coughs> That ね、ngalinye so the first uh, of the 18 root infractions is praising oneself uh, and deriding others. So uh, speaking, being attached to one's own good qualities uh, and speaking of others' negative or fault, negativities or faults. So speaking of only your good qualities uh, and speaking of others' uh, faults uh, or deriding uh, others. So this is the first uh, bodhisattva vow. That Sitting 
The second is not giving doctrine or wealth. So here, uh, sentient beings, uh, uh, suffering sentient beings uh, who have uh, no refuge um, uh, or have no source of refuge uh, can be given uh, uh, the doctrine or uh, one can engage in the generosity of giving the Dharma. Uh, which will uh, be a benefit to them, uh, to those suffering beings who have no other source of refuge. So it's the Bodhisattva's duty uh, to give the Dharma, or generously give uh, the teachings. Uh, and, this, and then it says, give, not giving doctrine or wealth. And wealth is speaking of uh, material wealth or gen being generous. Uh, and both of these combat miserliness. And this is only if the being has the ability to do so. So, if the ability, the be, the being can uh, give the doc, the dharma, or is able to be generous or give material things. If the being is not able, there's no infraction. Uh, so, if he or she can't give the the dharma or isn't able, uh, um, I think uh, able here is meaning competent. Uh, if one is not able to give the dharma. Or, uh, or, or engage in generosity, or can't give material things, then, then there isn't an infraction here. Uh, so this is what the second uh, Bodhisattva vow, and this combats, uh, again, miserliness. So the next one is uh, not forgiving though someone apologize. So uh, if, for instance, uh, someone does something that uh, uh, would make uh, someone angry uh, or uh, to the bodhisattva, uh, and then he or she uh, um, comes and, and says, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I've done this, uh, and apologizes for having engaged in this, uh, whatever harm was done uh, to the bodhisattva, it is the bodhisattva's duty to forgive and, and not to uh, let that anger reoccur. Uh, so the forgiveness is not having the reoccurrence of the anger uh, that, uh, um, so here, uh, that's what's within not forgiving, though someone apologizes, the forgiving is not being angry again once one apologizes. So uh, that's the specifics uh, uh, around. Uh, and, and the second one, uh, um, uh, it's, it says, uh, not giving material aid or teaching the Dharma to those who are pained with suffering without a protector, without re uh, refuge, uh, 
uh, because of being under the influence of miserliness. So it looks like Rinpoche is using a commentary that's similar to this one, so I'm going to refer back and forth just for the sake of complete clarity. Uh, um, so go, I just wanted to go over that second one. I think I said almost exactly the same thing. But uh, So then this is becoming angry again once one has asked for forgiveness. So the Bodhisattva is, uh, um, has a transgression. Uh, once <coughs> one apologizes and then he or she gets angry again at the same act. <laughs> ที่เจ็บป่วยใจตัวที่ฉันจะเสียไปดูว่าอยู่กันอยู่อยู่ในนั้นเป็นนั่นละอันนี้ฉันจะเสียไปดูเนี่ยฉันจะเสียไปดู
uh, uh, um, uh, by and using a method of some sort of devious scheme or rob robbery. Um, so this is the fourth uh, bodhisattva. Uh, I'm sorry, the fifth uh, bodhisattva vow: stealing from the three jewels. Oh, that jewels are what? Jewels on the Chuba Chemo Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibichimilan,Chibich
Previously, I used baskets with the hearers. There are other baskets we can use. There are baskets of the uh, uh, Vinaya basket, the Sutra basket, and the Abhidharma basket. And these are the collection of the Buddhist teachings. Drone Tompa said how amazing it is that the uh, Atisha was able to combine all the three baskets of instruction into this uh, uh, precious garland or uh, uh, garland of instruction that contains all of the, the baskets of, of teaching. Uh, and the baskets here are referring to the Sutra basket, uh, which gives the teachings on concentration, the Vinaya basket, which explains the code of ethical discipline, uh, and the Abhidharma basket, which uh, deals with the teachings on wisdom. Uh, so if one abandons any among the teachings contain in those three baskets of the Abhidharma Sutra of Vinaya, then one creates this downfall of abandoning the Dharma. So the Drone Tompa was saying how amazing it was that the lamp combined all of these baskets into a precious garland of instruction, uh, and abandoning any of that information uh, would be uh, an infraction. The next is stealing a saffron robe, uh, and this would cause uh, uh, one to be dismissed from the monastery if there was a form of uh, stealing. Uh, that took place. And here, and within this stealing a saffron robe, uh, it doesn't matter if one is a monk, ordained person or not. Uh, if he or she steals the robe, uh, then it creates this infraction. Uh, and uh, in, the, in the monastery, in this commentary, it speaks of uh, dismissing those uh, who would steal these religious would would steal religious robes from fellow uh, um, um, uh, that they, they, they should be uh, consequences, it's something like uh, consequences should be a jailing and dismissal from the monastery. Uh, so, so there's some advice in there. Um, Rinpoche was just reading through it, but there's some advice in there given within the commentary, but the infraction is actually stealing the religious robe, uh, and it can be a person who is ordained or isn't doing the stealing that uh, creates this infraction. 
So the next is the five deeds of immediate retribution, also called the five irreversible actions, also called the five heinous crimes. Uh, so it's, this is just another way to translate it, and it's referring to any among these five, killing one's mother, killing one's father, uh, killing an arha, drawing blood from a Buddha, or dividing the Sangha. So these are the five deeds of immediate retribution, so engaging in any of those creates a, a downfall or an, a, a, an infraction. <laughs> The next wrong view, stating there are no past lives, there are no future lives, there is no two truths, there are no four noble truths. Uh, these would be examples of wrong view. So this would be the next, I don't know what number we're on. Okay. Uh, the next is destroying cities and so forth. So cities or towns, uh, so any dwelling place where there are dwellers. So uh, destroying cities or towns. Uh, and this could be, uh, for instance, doing so with a, uh, a weapon. It could be a nuclear bomb. Uh, or if one is a realized bodhisattva, one could, uh, um, uh, through magical powers, uh, engage in black magic, which could destroy uh, uh, cities or towns. Uh, so engaging in any uh, form of, uh, of behavior like that, that would destroy a city or town, uh, would fall uh, categorically um, on, on, under this one, uh, uh, destroying cities and so forth. Within this, it says pollution and fire. I don't know if Rinpoche said that, but if he did, I wanted to add it in. Mm. 
parts to this. Uh, first of all, it, it says that if there is a bodhisattva who is currently uh, training on, in the, there are bodhisattvas, for instance, in all of the different tenant systems. Bodhisattvas in the Great Exposition Vehicle, bodhisattvas who hold the tenets of the Satrantika school, those who hold the mind-only school, those who hold the uh, middle way school. Uh, so if uh, um, um, uh, one is to be a holder of the Great Exposition School, a Bodhisattva who practices that. It's not appropriate for a Bodhisattva who understands the Middle Way School to teach those teachings to the Babashka School Bodhisattva because it could, uh, the danger is, is that it could make them uh, uh, lose their uh, um, uh, desire uh, to practice the Mahayana, lose faith. Uh, um, uh, in in their uh, um, practices, and then that bodhisattva would fall to the lesser vehicle and fall to the hearers or the shravaka level. Uh, so this is the one danger at the bodhisattva level uh, that uh, we should that not teach uh, beyond uh, the scope. So it should be that the person is a, uh, an appropriate uh, vessel 
uh, for that, that training. Uh, so there is a danger there. There is also a danger if one... Uh, so in the Madhyamika Avatara, it speaks of uh, 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 the, the uh, appropriate vessel uh, for uh, teaching emptiness to. Uh, and it says that if when someone hears of the words of emptiness, if their eyes well up with tears, uh, then this is a, someone who is a suitable vessel for uh, the teachings on emptiness. So if their tears well up in their eyes, then he or she is a suitable, uh, um, uh, this is a sign uh, in the Madhyamika Avatara that the person is a, a vessel for the teachings. Um, because if someone is not an appropriate vessel for the teachings, then the, if he or she might read, there is no eye, there is no ear, there is no nose, no tongue, and develop a nihilistic view, develop a wrong view, uh, because he or she is not ready to understand the uh, essence of the information being given. So it's necessary. There are dangers at, at uh, many levels, and the danger is that the person will, uh, at the bodhisattva level, fall to the lesser vehicle level because of losing faith. Uh, or, and in the, an ordinary person who's not an appropriate vessel, he or she might develop nihilism or a specific wrong views. Uh, so the danger. Uh, this is the danger of uh, teaching to those who are not appropriate vessels uh, for uh, the path. So it looks like we're uh, out of time for now, uh, but in the future we will um, go into the, the teachings. And I'll find the exact quote the minute the class is over uh, in the Madhyamika Avatara. Uh, so if we slowly go over this information, then we will uh, arrive at understanding. We will understand uh, the material. We will arrive at an understanding. Uh, so we will do the concluding mandala offering uh, and dedication prayer. Thank you, everyone, for coming. <coughs> The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrava to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Mantavadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all happiness. happiness. All-powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Vincent Wanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Yeah. First chapter. Leo Kag Tambo.